Welcome to the Canadian SME Podcast, a podcast for Canadian small businesses. We interview Canadian experts and entrepreneurs to provide expert insight into marketing, innovation, business leadership, technology, and trends that impact small business. Our mission is to empower Canadian small and medium enterprise to help you grow your business. Hello everyone, this is Shaliza from Canadian SME and Business Magazine. Today we are talking to Priya Chopra, founder and president of One Milk Two Sugars Communications. Born and raised in Montreal with an East Indian heritage, Priya Chopra is the founder and CEO of One Milk Two Sugars, a thriving public relations agency specializing in influencer marketing, social media, and media relations. Priya launched One Milk Two Sugars in 2012 and expanded its footprint within a year, making it one of Montreal's only boutique agencies to penetrate the national media hub of Toronto. Priya has weaved her passions for diversity, social awareness, and female empowerment into the fabric of her agency's DNA. Her outstanding leadership has been recognized by the Forbes Agency Council, Bloomberg Canada, Ernst & Young, and the Chamber of Commerce, to name a few distinctions. Priya was also proudly awarded the PR in Canada Women in Communications Award in the Founders category for 2018. Thanks for joining us, Priya. Here is my first question for you. As founder and CEO of One Milk, Two Sugars, can you tell us a little bit about how you got started? What was the biggest challenge you faced and how you overcame it? It's a pleasure to tell you a little bit about the journey I've had as an entrepreneur since 2012. I've launched One Milk, Two Sugars at that point, but I had had other businesses before that. So I've had quite a ride in entrepreneurship. Uh, so hopefully a lot of insights uh, to share there. I would say that scaling a business is probably a very difficult thing to do. When I think back to the early days, uh, the first few years are utterly painful. I'm not going to lie there. I would say the first three years are very grinding. Uh, definitely building a business for me also was at the same time as growing my family. So it was very busy, needless to say. And scaling it because that is the journey I wanted. I didn't want to uh, just be a freelance uh, consultant, if you will. I really had the vision to grow a team and it, and it sort of happened organically. But I would say probably the biggest challenge was um, opening a second office remotely. So I opened a second office in 2013 in Toronto and it was still in the early days, probably a year or so after I had launched so doing all that while living, you know, in Montreal, which is where I'm based, was definitely quite interesting, looking for real estate, hiring people and growing that business all the while never moving to Toronto and doing all of that virtually. And now we see, you know, how far we've all come with the virtual reality that we're living. But back in the day, it was definitely something quite daunting. So I would cite that as one of my big challenges. Branding is one of the most important aspects of any business, large or small. What are your suggestions for establishing a brand purpose? Yeah, I'm a big advocate of branding. I am a marketer by heart. Um, that's my background. That's what I studied. And there is no denying a strong brand identity. And I think it's something that is equally important for service-based, B2B, what have you, not just for consumer brands. I think it's important to have an identity um, and we work on our branding every so often. So it's not something that's set in stone, even a brand purpose. 
the exercise of actually building a brand purpose is something that I think is really interesting and something that um, I implore everyone to do because it really aligns a lot of elements in your business. I mean, it starts by looking at your mission, your vision, your values. It really makes you think of all your different stakeholders and how you want to position your business for the short term and the long term. And it's uh, quite an exhaustive and sophisticated exercise, I would say. But once you have that nailed, I think it's a guiding sort of Bible for you, if you will, on your mantra, on your values. It really helps when you're growing a team and just, again, you know, virtually or in the same city and just different personalities and aligning on what is the ultimate goal of the business over and above the product or service you're selling. Diversity and inclusion are positive steps for any organization. Do you believe diversity drives better business outcomes? A hundred percent. There's no denying that. I think that conversation is so um, on point with what's going on in the world, but I've been a big diversity proponent for forever. I come from an ethnic background. My parents immigrated here from India in the 70s and really had to work their butts off, if you will, to restart their life. And um, I saw a lot of the challenges that they had to go through uh, being you know, new to Canada. Um, I would say that even as an entrepreneur, it would have been nice along the way to see other East Indian women entrepreneurs in my network. I did not see that happening a lot. So I think it could have been a great form of reassurance. I think every individual is sort of a product of their life experience, uh, their heritage, of their background, where they come from. And all of that just fuels this amazing richness and perspective that is not possible with a homogeneous group. You know, I think, what would I gain if I hired people that were only similar to myself? I'm all about challenge and learning. And I think that that comes from diversity in perspective and in background. Can you share a few thoughts on how to build the right team for business growth? I think it's hard to say the right team. I think there is an ideal team uh, at a certain point. Team dynamics is a very, very tricky thing. Um, I think that, again, having a solid brand purpose will help align people to the ultimate goal of the business while still embracing their own unique personalities and their differences. And I think in our environment, you know, we we love to challenge each other, but we do so with the utmost respect. I mean, that's paramount and it's one of, you know, the core parts of our, our culture um, is being respectful of everybody's opinion. But I can tell you it's quite challenging because having that same level of engagement across the board is something that we personally strive for a lot. Having a highly engaged team where everyone is sort of at the same level is a difficult thing to get, but once you get it, it's amazing. Um, you know, for sure, if one wheel is off in your car, your car is not going to run as well. So, you know, you really need to expect the same from your team. So in terms of hiring, um, for me, I've been hiring people that are specialists in their, in their area, in their forte. And I think that that also helps build the business. Um, as an entrepreneur, we're quite high level and you know a lot about different things in the business, whether it's accounting or finance or entrepreneurship or operations. Uh, but what I look for is really hiring somebody that is really, really specialized in a specific niche uh, because we want to be the best at it. Given the current situation, how can businesses smooth the transition of reopening their businesses in the coming weeks or months? I would say that it's very contingent on the type of business, the scope, size, scale of your business. Um, we're definitely a smaller business, so we're more agile in terms of 
really hearing the needs of our staff. We are going to be doing sort of an anonymous survey and just get the sentiment and the feeling around the return to work. We are not obligating anyone to return to work if they are not comfortable. We we sort of know uh, that everyone has a different reality. Um, so we don't want to be too imposing. And I think that that's something that we need to respect. However, we also have to see what's going on uh, outside. I mean, the positive thing at this time is that the cases have been consecutively dropping in Canada. So it's a bit more reassuring, but for sure, we'd have to look as a business owner, you'd have to look at every inch of your space and the way that people commute to work when they arrive at work, the common spaces, the workstations. And, you know, unfortunately, that's an exercise that's going to have to be done for the next uh, little while, the foreseeable future till there is more news on the topic of a vaccine or other plans. So it's definitely another unpredictable challenge in the life of a business owner. But it's something that I think, first and foremost, you know, you have to consider the health and safety of your staff and their specific level of comfort given the uncertainty. Thanks again, Priya, for your time today. One final question. What is your advice to women entrepreneurs during these challenging times? Yeah, I love talking about women in leadership, and I think we need a lot more women to uh, be entrepreneurs. The last stat that I had heard was that there are only about 30% of women entrepreneurs in Canada, and that was as of 2018. So I really think women need a tremendous amount of um, support and encouragement really to, to get out there and to just basically, you know, go for your dreams. I mean, right now, with all this uncertainty, I think that women probably ignore their instinctual voice and instinct is something I'm really big on and that's something that women have going for them. So I think following an instinct, reaching out for a really good group of cheerleaders and supporters is super important. There are amazing groups popping up um, specifically focused on supporting women entrepreneurs and women in business. And I think that they have been tremendously useful. I've been a part of many of them. So I've spoken at them as well. And I think that the type of guidance and role model that you can find um, will really help you on your journey, you know, sort of listening to someone who's been there and done that before. So I think that that can be very helpful. And the last thing that I can never say enough to women entrepreneurs is to educate and inform themselves. I think access to, you know, to different financial aid programs or any type of resources that they might be needing. I think it's really important to just ask. I have a big saying and it's, it's an old one, but it says ask and you shall receive. And sometimes we're just sort of don't have the confidence to ask for something, but I think women need to do that. They need to ask for what they deserve. They need to go for their dreams. And, and even in this uncertain time, surround yourself with the right people and believe in yourself and trust that instinct. Thank you for listening to the Canadian SME podcast. Please visit canadiansme.ca to subscribe and join us next week as we share more expert advice from Canadian business leaders.